You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, literally wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Tuesday, we're going to have a different schedule for this week. We're going to probably go Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, still three podcasts this week, but just a bit of a different order, given some things going on and trying to line up a guest for you all for Friday, which should be really fun if this all comes through. I hope it does. Um, and if you didn't listen to last week's guest, Will Guillory, giving us his top five moments of the Pelicans season. That is one of the better podcasts I've ever done and had a guest on with because he went into some incredible detail. It didn't just come with like a five tier, like you know, numbered list, even came with honorable mentions and some incredible detail and insight and background depth on the five that he chose, even all the seven that he chose with the honorable mentions. So that was an absolutely awesome show. And if you had not listened to it, go and listen to that one because it really is that good. Today, though, we've got to touch on a couple of big news topics around the league, focusing on the Ball Brothers, changing agents. Does that mean anything? Eh, maybe. It's also something to talk about. Um, uh, the Lakers are in the news for all of the wrong reasons right now over a couple of things. And then the NBA has kind of given us a little bit more direction on where things may be going. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. So let's start off with Lonzo Ball. The Pelicans starting point guard has a new agent. And this is the third one he's had in the NBA. Came in with a family friend that blew up because that guy sounds like he stole money from the balls. And then he switched to CAA. And then most recently has now switched to Jay-Z's Rock Nation with Raymond Brothers as the primary agent. And this is still a family move, but... One family member is being left out of this or isn't mentioned in any of the releases, which is probably a good thing depending on how you look at it, and that's LeVar Ball. So this is all three Ball brothers switching to Rock Nation, LaMelo Ball and LiAngelo Ball, as well as Lonzo Ball. Um, and then you've got LiAngelo Ball who's already in the G League and eh, you know not doing particularly great, not going to be an NBA player. LaMelo Ball should be a top five pick in this NBA draft whenever we get to it. And then you've got Lonzo Ball, who's got $11 million in one year left on his current deal uh, before hitting restricted free agency. But it is possible that the Pelicans could work out an extension with him, though. I don't know. And we've talked about it on the show a bunch that his free agency is very, very weird because I don't know if he's as valuable to other teams as he is to the Pelicans. And does that mean that you then overpay to keep him here or do you try and play the game of letting the market really decide his value and some of the complications that can come with that like an unhappy guy who's feeling he's disrespected not getting the money he deserves and in any occupation that's never a good thing so you kind of can run into some issues with that so we will see what the pelicans do when you can start getting into transactions this off season the biggest news honestly though is that lavar ball is not mentioned 
you know, he's been largely quiet since Lonzo Ball has been traded to New Orleans. It also sounds like Lonzo, while not cutting ties with his father, is limiting some of the interactions or damage maybe that his dad can do. And his dad also spent a lot of time in Australia with LaMelo Ball and working on all of that stuff. So he didn't have as much time to be around. Um, you know, we've spent considerable amount of airtime here talking about LeVar Ball, but we haven't had to mention him in a while. And I think that's a good thing. There was, I think, one thing in the middle of the season, which I can't remember off the top of my head. Previously to that, it was just him saying that Jeannie Buss isn't a good owner for the Lakers because she's a woman. And the issues that, you know, you have with that when you have a woman owner, uh, a female owner here in New Orleans and Gail Benson. So that's never a great thing. But Honestly, he hasn't been kind of the issue that we have thought. He did an interview with T-Bob Bear and Jordy Collada on their ESPN 100.3-1045 ESPN radio show. And it was like not even exciting. It was kind of crappy, to be honest. Not because of them, but more just LeVar wasn't being LeVar and it wasn't like very good, you know, inciting radio, which kind of set the tone for how he was going to be here uh, during this tenure, which depending on how you look at it, good or bad thing. He can be entertaining, potentially. I'm not a fan. And it seems like it got, you know, Lonzo in a little bit more trouble than it was worth, at least at the start of his career when you had um, Patrick Beverly like going at him and just destroying him in his opening game. And as we've seen Lonzo mature and step out of the shadow of his dad and really take charge of his own life and develop a newfound sense of maybe maturity. I don't know if that's quite the right word to use here, but he's done well. He was good. For New Orleans this year, the three-point shooting has really come around, and he is a very, very credible three-point shooter and court spacer. If you leave him open, he's going to take it and make it more often than, you know, maybe not, or at least to the tune of 40-something percent, which is what he shot over the past 25 games or something like that before we finally hit this suspended period. He's good with that, and teams are leaving him open because they're not used to that, but once they start creeping out on him, Heck yeah, is that going to work out and space the court for Zion Williamson just a little bit more? So everything that he's done, I trust him to make the right move. I don't think this is one of those things that portends anything big, scary, anything like that. Though, you know, Rock Nation represents Kyrie Irving. We all know kind of how that went with the Cavaliers and that stuff. So we'll see where this goes. But overall, you know, switching agents, no big deal. Probably good for these guys. And with the way Lonzo's career has gone since he's been here in New Orleans, Trust him to make these right decisions. Today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by Postmates. Whether it's just breakfast first thing in the morning because you didn't go to the store the other day, um, or sometimes you just want to have a couple of beers delivered to the house because you need to stay inside right now. And whatever it is, sometimes you just need it delivered, and that's where Postmates comes in. I've been using this constantly over the past seven weeks now i think that's where we're at and sometimes you know you just need something delivered and if you're like me you're starting to think about dinner in the early afternoon and if you don't have something to cook well it can be tough to make a decision and it's great to look at postmates and realize they deliver food from every restaurant i can think of right to my door but postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi they can actually make my life easier with grocery delivery and whatever i can think of delivery too convenience stores clothing stores you name it so no more trips to the store, no more late night fast food runs. I don't even have to worry about where to grab lunch right now, which is so great. Just download the Postmates app on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 
of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDONNBA. That's code LOCKEDONNBA for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you want it, Postmate it. All right, the Los Angeles Lakers, the mom and pop franchise of the NBA, which is somewhat true. They are the second most valuable franchise, or at least it used to be true. I don't really think it's as true anymore. They are the second most valuable franchise behind the New York Knicks. And a lot of the Knicks value comes from, again, market, same with LA, but also owning Madison Square Garden, even though I think they kind of spun it off into a separate entity, but whatever, you get it. The Knicks are valuable because of a lot of things. The Lakers are the Lakers and also valuable because of their brand, because of the market and that fact that star players actively want to play for that franchise and live in Los Angeles. So they applied for the Paycheck Protection Plan loan and got approved to the tune of $4.6 million. This is the program, of course, that's supposed to keep small businesses paying their employees in business and is limited to companies with under 500 employees, meaning even publicly traded companies can kind of get away with all of this and apply for these loans. Ruth's Chris is one that did it. And then you've seen Shake Shack apply and get approved for that as well. And that hasn't looked particularly great. Both of those restaurants returned their money because, well, it was a bad look and they were getting hammered in the court of public opinion. And, you know, particularly when you have local small businesses, wherever you are, not getting approved for this because the funding ran out. You know, companies with a ton of cash on hand, which is not usually the case for small businesses, and I worked in banking for seven years, um, you know, it, it doesn't seem right. I don't think anyone will necessarily disagree with that sort of thing. So that's a bad look for those companies. And this is a bad look for the Lakers because they applied for it, got $4.6 million, and then decided to return that. Because they got caught and it was a bad look and were getting killed. And then the question becomes, you know, would they have returned the money if they didn't get caught? And the answer is almost assuredly no for that sort of thing. But the bigger question is, why would they do this in the first place? They are the only NBA franchise that applied for this type of loan. I don't know about any other pro sports teams at least in the U.S. where this is a thing, but the Lakers are the only NBA team that did this. Oh, it's not a good look. Again, for a franchise that is worth $4.4, $4.6 billion, I forget exactly what it is. Um, you know, second most valuable franchise in the NBA. It's, it's a shitty thing to do. There's no doubt about that, particularly because it means other companies, other small businesses didn't get funded. You know, if there was extra money to go around, sure, I don't, I don't care. But the Lakers are not like other franchises necessarily. This is where their money for the longest time came from. And maybe the Bus family has done better and has picked up outside assets and other things like that. But Jerry Buss famously had to borrow the money from Donald Sterling, of all people, to buy the Lakers in the first place. So it's not like, you know, they had these huge empires and were tech moguls and then bought into the NBA as more of a vanity thing. This was their, you know, their income, their, their sole thing. However, however, I'm sure, I am 100%, 1,000% sure they, that if they needed to pay people $4.6 million, they have the money and didn't need this loan at the expense of others to do so. And this just reinforces a lot of stereotypes. And look, I love the Lakers. I'm from Los Angeles. You all know this. 
that this reinforces a couple of things that we kind of feel like like they don't feel the the rules apply to them the tampering the stuff with Anthony Davis we particularly feel that here in New Orleans that they just feel they're better than other NBA franchises can get away for, with things and because they're just you know the Lakers they can do what they want this all comes out like that it also makes them look a little bit cheap and nickel and dimey too and I don't think that's a good look um, and you know, they shouldn't get credit for returning the money. This is also on the federal government for freaking approving the Lakers in the first place. Can you imagine who's looking at that thing? Oh, the Los Angeles Lakers applied. Here you go. $4.6 million. And instead of being like, um, and now maybe there's requirements on, you know, approving paperwork and pushing paper and all of that. But still this is, yeah, an interesting, interesting thing that they did and not a good look. And just kind of makes you wonder what the hell is going on there at times, which we've wondered for a while, though they seem to have figured a lot of that out and kind of uh, settled down some of their operations. But it's just bad. Like, don't do stuff like this when everyone is dealing with the impacts of the coronavirus. And this is kind of one of those things I read, which I kind of liked, is we're all in the storm together. We're not all in the same boat together. And the Lakers think they're in a much different boat than everybody else, than every other NBA team. It's not great. And that's disappointing to see from an NBA franchise that should do so much better than this, who has a pretty thoughtful person in LeBron James on the team. So, yeah, interesting to see and not a good look for the Lakers, which I'm sure makes a lot of fans here in New Orleans pretty happy. So don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from here Monday through Friday for you all. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, except this week where we're just being a little bit different. But come on, three days a week still here for you all, breaking down everything you want to know about the team, about the NBA, making fun of the Lakers too. And yeah, you can't ask for much more than that when you are stuck inside at the moment. Also, I've had some great guests on recently, hopefully going to have some great guests more. And we'll be doing a top five moments of franchise history history coming up here on Friday. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun. It'll give you my top five moments of all time. So subscribe to Locked On Pelicans wherever you get your podcast from. So Woj was tweeting a bunch the other day about the future of the NBA and what might be happening. It sounds like we're inching closer to the opening of team facilities, particularly with Georgia opening up the state. Texas starting to open up their state as well. Whether those are good or bad moves don't matter. And NBA players were wondering, should we fly out to Georgia? Should we get to Georgia so that we can go to gyms and start working out <clears throat> and start playing? And the NBA didn't want them to do that. They want them in team facilities. So the NBA has said facilities have to remain closed until May 8th, so 10 days from now, as they work to kind of keep the competitive balance aspect of things fair for all of the teams. But they are looking at how to open the facility to at least get some players back in and working out a little bit because we know the ramp up period to starting the season or the playoffs is going to be a lot. And they don't want guys going from not really playing to playing. And that's how you get injuries and things like that. You need a couple of weeks of warm-up, of ramp-up. So they have started to outline how this might look like. It might be four players in the gym at the same time with 12 feet of space between every single player. So they can work out. They can shoot. You need to disinfect everything. You're allowed one, I think, coach trainer per group of four per player. They haven't really kind of said some of these things. They're going to have hand-washing stations in there. The equipment room is going to be rearranged. Gloves will be used and masks will be used, except when players are actively engaging in like rigorous exercise. And you're going to have to take temperatures before people come in. So this is going to be interesting. 
But it at least signals the start of the NBA trying to get back. And this is the first step. It's not figuring out games. It's not, you know, where do you play? What do you do? It's getting players in team facilities. Because if they are not able to do that, if they're not able to work out and practice, well, then having a season doesn't matter because you're not. So this this is the first baby step of things maybe getting back to normal, which is a good sign. I like that. We want basketball back, but it's got to be done safely. And frankly, the damage to things has already been done in terms of the money and the schedule and all of that. So there's maybe no point, you know, it doesn't hurt to delay it just a little bit more. So we will see how this goes, but expect more news on this maybe in a week as the NBA kind of figures out what to do. You're starting to see some other leagues, particularly in Europe, soccer, other things as well, figuring out ways to play. The Bundesliga is coming back supposedly soon, maybe on May 8th with games without fans. Um, the MLB has really been talking about it. It sounds like a NASCAR race is trying to go forward. Some of these things are trying to occur. We'll see. We're hopeful. But baby steps first, and this is definitely the NBA taking the first one. So that makes me more optimistic that we will see basketball than I have been in a while, which is good. We need a little bit of that seven weeks in. So I'm excited and I hope you are as well. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. Don't forget, check out Chad Ford's NBA Big Board. You want to know more about the draft because I don't know it just yet. And I've been listening to this show nonstop to get a ton of insight. He had Bill Simmons on there the other day. And so Chad Ford being part of the Locked On Podcast Network, pretty freaking awesome to me. So thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all on Thursday. 